Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome back, listeners, to this week's episode of Virtually Amazing. And I can't believe we're here another week, although as we record this, we have already recorded another episode today. So it does all kind of feel a bit surreal when we record more than one episode in a day, because it feels like, oh, well, what are we going to talk about next? So, but but we always manage to do that, don't we? As we were saying just before we came on uh, to record, um, since this morning, I've discovered that um, my children have eaten the out of house and home, which is nothing unusual. It's a common theme that I talk about. And um, yeah, it looks like I'm going to be shopping again. Uh, I I just don't know where they put it. Yeah, I just don't know where they put it. Well, boys at that age have got hollow legs. Um, we we got back from the UK yesterday, so there was nothing in the fridge. I left. We, we were only away for a week, so I left milk and eggs in the fridge so that when we got in, we could have a cup of tea from our 1,040 tea bags that we just brought back with us. And um, if we wanted a scrambled egg, at least there was the wherewithal to make scrambled eggs. Yeah. And uh, my supermarket shopping arrived this morning. And I just put the meat and the yogurts and the milk in the fridge, left everything else while we recorded our first episode this morning. So while I was um, making lunch, I put everything else away. And my fridge at the moment for the next hour or so is so packed you can't see, uh, but it won't be like that very long because some of it needs to go in the freezer and some of it's going to get cooked. So it's all going to get tidied up but here in Israel um when I do my supermarket shopping um you can't order by number when I'm talking fruit and veg you have to order by weight ah and the minimum amount of most vegetables or fruit that you can order is half a kilo right and do you know how many peppers you get in half a kilo I would imagine quite a lot yeah and I wasn't thinking because I wanted two red peppers and two yellow peppers and I must have 10 of each and so have, quite... you, have you actually put two and they brought you two kilos right no 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 no, no. 500 <laughs> I've done that before. yeah no I, I used to do that I, I did that with apples once in I ordered from Tesco and I thought I'd ordered two bags of apples and I'd ordered 20 we had a lot of apples that week <laughs> lots of apple pie um no but joking aside it, it's funny you know and um there's other things that you know, like I had two packs of lettuce and I'm sure I only did one. Um, but that just, that could be a mistake. I mean, probably a mistake on my part, but but I always forget half a, I must not buy peppers because half a kilo of peppers is far too much. I don't eat peppers. They don't agree with me. They really do nasty things to me. Even, so. even, if, you, even if you eat them cooked? Um, I can eat them if they're flavoured something but mm-hmm. I don't eat the actual pepper. And I really like peppers, but I've discovered... Because I'll tell you what's really nice. Go roast on. them. Dress them in some olive oil. Just roast them so they're nice and soft. Blitz them with some tomatoes and make a, t- a tomato and red pepper soup. Yeah, I might do that. I might well do that. I didn't get lots of tomatoes, though. Um, but I did get lots of Because David doesn't eat tomatoes, so I only ever buy enough tomatoes just for me. Just, just do the peppers on their own. Roasted yeah. pepper soup. 
I might do that. I'll see. I'm, I might well do that later. I'm making butternut squash soup later anyway, because I've got two butternut squash sitting in the fridge. So that's uh, that's my job for later. But anyway, we're just talking about food here. Yeah. Uh, we both like talking about food, so that's good. I hope, <laughs> listeners, I hope we're not boring you rigid. Um, but uh, that brings us on to, I think we ought to talk about something worky related now, which yeah. is our next guest. And our next guest is uh, the wonderful Susie Flynn. And Susie was a guest at the beginning of last year, at the beginning of, uh, in January 2021. Um, she was a guest and we're here when this airs on Jan- in January 2022. So it's really nice to top and tail the year or to to start each year with um, a chat with Susie. So I think we'll go and tee up and bring her on. Welcome back, listeners. And we've now been joined by the lovely Susie Flynn, who we chatted with, I think it was January 2020 originally. I think it was the beginning of this year, actually, Shelley. Yeah. So I think oh. we've topped and tailed oh, the yes. year. 2021. I meant 21. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm certainly getting confused with what years are what because this last two years has been a bit of a wipeout hasn't it yes it's certainly been interesting <laughs> interesting is a good word for it a good word for it so remind our listeners Susie in case they've joined us since we last spoke or it's such a long time ago and they don't remember um who you are what you do and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about our our subject of choice today is mindset so yes we'll get straight in there Great. Thank you so much. Well, thank you both for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be back. Um, so my name's Susie from Susie Flynn Coaching, and I worked as an assistant in corporate London for 22 years until I launched my coaching business in 2017. I now work with assistants who want to build a virtual assistant business, and I help them um, with the mindset and the strategy around building that business so they have a strategy for long-term growth so they can build the freedom flexibility that they desire and deserve and basically you know create life on their terms which is really exciting yeah very exciting so have you been really busy in the last year or two it's been it was busier last year than this year but there's different different things happening there's been a lot of podcasts this year um there's different things I'm working on in my business this year and I've got some I've got a new online course coming out in probably quarter one 2022 so that's that's exciting Mm -hmm. Um, I've launched my Facebook group grow your virtual assistant business with confidence so I'm enjoying supporting the community in there as well and um, yeah getting involved oh excellent excellent so what is it about mindset then that's so important I personally believe that if we have the strategy, but we don't have the mindset, then we don't, we can't get the same results because if we don't believe that we can create something or do something, then we're going to self-sabotage our success. And there's so many different ways that we can self-sabotage our success from being a perfectionist and not getting anything out there till it's absolutely perfect and being overly hard on ourselves. Now I raise my hand to that because it's definitely something that, or a place that I used to sit in for a long time I'm a lot better and there is a difference between high standards and perfectionism but other forms of self-sabotage could be trying to put too much on your plate that's the one I'm working on now (laughs) I'm an overachiever I'm an entrepreneur I'm a business owner I want to serve but at the same time you try and do too much you don't do enough and you don't really move forward and it's just your mind's way of trying to keep you safe Acker stuck in the same place but we're not going to grow if we stay where we are and yes of course it is uncomfortable to make change 
But I do believe that uncomfortable is the new comfortable because we have to get uncomfortable with ourselves. And I'm sure you and Joe will resonate with this as business owners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to get uncomfortable because once you get through that fear, which 95% of the time is just fear, it's not, you know, it doesn't, you know, 95% of the time it doesn't manifest into yeah. reality. Once you get past that fear, and take the action your confidence starts to increase you start to believe in yourself more and you start to take more aligned action towards the goals that you want to create so having the right mindset and having the confidence and belief that you can do it is so so important because if you don't have that right from the beginning then you won't try yeah yeah i could see you nodding away there joe which bit were you nodding at well quite a lot of it actually because I I really agree with you. And I think there's a lot around the mindset piece. I mean, for a start, there's the mindset piece of moving from an employee to working for yourself. And that's a really big mindset shift. You actually become that confident freelancer. And this is where I'll put my hand up here, right? Because this is my space I'm talking about is I... I know about being confident enough about putting yourself out there and being really visible. And prior to this podcast, right, big revelation, I never put myself out like this. When Shelley first asked me to be the co-host and work with her on it, oh, yeah. Then I went home and I thought, oh, my God, what have I just done there? And then there was all these questions about, God, I want to be out there. And, and there's all these words about, I should do this. Mm. And then this little gremlin goes, oh, you sure, are you sure? And, and yeah, it is that whole thing about, um, you know, in, in my case, it is that being out there. I've never mm. done a Facebook Live. I mean, people just go on and they have this chat on. And, and I just think, how do you do that? How do you just... <laughs> because it's not my natural space and for me the minute you start seeing me do Facebook lives you'll know that I've gone over this big 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 jump because it's not my place of comfort well I expect to see those next I expect to see those next year Joe I totally (laughs) buy that whole thing and the first one is always the hardest of the Facebook Live. I mean I remember I did my first Facebook Live a few years ago and it was it was terrible. I mean, there was all going to be because you don't know what you're doing. You can't learn from experience until you have that experience. Mm-hmm. The lighting was bad. I was holding the camera. The background wasn't good. And now I love doing Facebook lives, but that wasn't always the case because yeah. the brain likes the familiar. And we all have sets of beliefs um, about different areas of our life, which are created in what we call our pre-conscious years which is up to the age of seven which is before we develop critical thinking and we effectively take on board the experiences and the things that we're told or things that we hear from our caregivers whether it be teachers or parents or older siblings or whoever it may be or even society mm-hmm. and then we create meaning based on what we experience and it may be that in your childhood, Joe, there's something there about it's not safe to speak up. It's not safe to be visible. There's there's always that kind of subconscious programming that's like, don't do that because it's not safe. And we have to reprogram that to let the mind know, well, actually, it is safe. 
And sometimes one of the best ways to do that is just take action. Yeah. Get through the fear and take action. Although it's terrifying. I can see Joe's face <laughs> just like, I'm not doing it. Um, There's that face look. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's where I come in as a coach is my clients to support them. Because as um, I think, was it, Shelley, you were saying about the whole shift from being an employee to yeah, a business Joe's owner. No, Joe. Thanks, sorry, Joe. Um, and that's what I went through. And I went through it in a very interesting way. I didn't go, right, I've built up enough of a client base. I'm going to quit. I had a quite a serious accident in the May of 17 on my mountain bike. And then I just built the business and then didn't go back to corporate. So it wasn't as planned as I would like it to be. And I went through the whole range of emotions. There was so much fear. And I knew if I wanted to make it a success, I had to find a way to to go over, go under, go round that fear and just really work on my mindset. And I've done a lot and and continue to do a lot on on the mindset piece. And it's definitely an area that I'm fascinated with and I love supporting my clients with because to go from being an employee to being a business owner, you're going from being an assistant that's like effectively back office support, you're not out there to Mm. suddenly like, oh, I've got to be visible and it and it makes us feel vulnerable and we don't like to feel vulnerable do we yeah <laughs> that's really interesting because as a trainer my job was to be out there so that was never an issue for me um when I set up my business which is over oh, 20 something years ago now so um yeah it when I first set up I mean it's had a couple of inc- reincarnations and rebrands but it's the same business um so yeah so I never had that issue of being out there um for me it's just learning the technology that enables me to be out there and you're right the first time you do things they're never never that wonderful and I'm um, I'm starting listeners have heard me speak of it before I'm starting work on a new program next week um, where I'm going to be recording a whole new lot of content and I was talking just before we came on um, to a gentleman who's going to help me with some of the editing of the videos I'm going to produce because it's just too much for one person to do everything I like outsourcing and you'll all agree with that won't you we like outsourcing Uh, I'm going to outsource the video editing Um, and uh, and I was showing him a couple of my early videos to say well I like this and I don't like that and I was looking at them and I was cringing you know as somebody who is confident and happy to be on camera happy to be out there speaking at the PA show for the last 10 years all of those things um and yeah, I looked at these videos and I thought, what was I thinking? You know, they're, they're, it's not that they're bad. The content is great. I'm just looking at the green screen and I'm looking at the lighting. And it's it's the little things that with experience, you mm. hone them as you go. And this new mm. product that I'm producing is going to be light years uh, in production standard to what I started with because yeah. that comes with experience. And we all have to start someone. I think that we can get caught up in our head in that fixed mindset of like, I can't start until I have this in place. I can't start until it's perfect. But if we adopt that kind of mindset, then we never start. I always say to people, you don't need to have your docs in a row. You just need to get started. Don't even need to have a website. Just start posting. Let people know who you are, how you can help them and what difference you're going to make for them. Um, And I've, you know, I've challenged my clients and the members of my group, one of them, my members of my group recently um, did a video for the first time in my group. I was like, practice in here. It's a safe community. And she did. And everyone was like, well done. Congratulations. 
she's posting more on on social media now on LinkedIn but our mind is always trying to pull us back to the safety of like stay where you are don't change (laughs) but that is not going to allow us to create our dreams I mean the mind the brain is amazing but sometimes it also limits us and isn't isn't always very helpful because <laughs> it's you know it's, it's it's you know it's millions of years old it's evolved over the years and it's working off adaptive patterns yeah so what would you what, what kind of top three things would you say people need to factor or do in order to improve their mindset what what would help somebody who who's got that I'm going to start my VA business or I've just started and I've got no confidence to get clients and I I really don't know what I'm doing and perhaps I should all pack it in and go and get a job so what do they do to help that mindset so I think the first thing I'd be I'd advise is that it's about conscious language and what I mean by that is being conscious of the internal dialogue that you're creating in your head and we all have internal dialogue um, and thoughts um, about our ability or inability to be able to do something and it's about getting curious with those thoughts so if you find yourself or one of your audience members finds themselves saying oh you know maybe I should just give up I can't do this I'm no good at this like challenge that thought flip it you know flip the switch uh, and just you can do what's called a pattern interrupt so if you hear yourself saying something negative or you catch that thought you can say something like stop or not going there or no way or you choose your word and it basically it's a pattern interrupt in that in that thought process and then you plug it in with a new thought process and you flip the switch and literally change that statement. I can do this. I will make this a success. Now, initially, it's going to feel very alien, very confusing mm-hmm. because you don't believe it. But the more and more you practice this, the easier it becomes to start believing the new statement, the new affirmation that you create. But you have to take aligned action as well. So if you say, I can't do it, I can't make a success of my VA business. You do that pattern interrupt and then you flip the switch and you say, I can, I can make success. Okay, what aligned action are you going to take? Are you going to post in a Facebook group? Are you going to go to a networking group? You've got to take action because yes, we can change our thoughts, but we also have to take aligned action, which aligns with those thoughts that will help us move to that next step. So I think that would be my first thing because we are what we think we are, you know, like what we, what I've said this before, what we think affects how we feel, how we feel affects how we act and how we act affects the outcome that we create in our life. So thoughts um, are the first thing. I think the second thing is in terms of getting your mindset in the right place, in terms of building a VA business is let me think of the best one did you want to say something no 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 I'm just giving you space I'm just I'm fidgeting (laughs) um yeah I'm just thinking mm, I think having a good morning routine is is a really good practice because I believe as Tony Robbins says the way that you start your day is the way that you end your day so if you wake up with your phone next to your bed and you know you're just constantly scrolling as soon as you get up um then you're not starting your day the way you want to, you know, run that day or end that day. So having a good morning practice. So 
I do things like visualization, getting into the feeling of what I want to create, like what it feels like to get that next client or what it feels like to launch my online course. Um, you can do affirmations, reading. I listen to podcasts um, every morning. So create the positive mindset from the beginning of the day. So I think that would be the second thing. The third thing I would say is be aware of perhaps your money patterns. Now I have um, a freebie on unlocking or uncovering your hidden money blocks. And this is always an area of interest to me because we all have beliefs around money Mm. or hidden money blocks from, again, it, it comes back to our childhood, what we've been told about money. Like some of my money stories that I heard growing up from my parents was money doesn't grow on trees heard that one a lot (laughs) don't borrow or lend money you know um it's not safe to get it you know it's it's wrong to have credit card debt um look after the pennies and the pounds and look after themselves that was one of my mum's favorites (laughs) yes um you know you have to work really hard to be a success and, and that's what I'm working on because you can take it so literally that you work all the hours and then you don't give yourself that balance. So really dig into your money story um, and discover like, what did, you know, what were your beliefs around money growing up? What are you making money mean to you? Are you a saver or are you a spender? What beliefs did your parents have around money? Because all of this is going to affect your ability to charge your worth and then be open to receiving. Now, what I mean about being open to receiving is you've got a business, like you're out there, you're, you're posting on social media, but you're not asking for the sale. You're not saying to them, this is the call to action. This is the next step. You book a call with me. We have a discovery call. We see if we're the right fit. You sign a contract and then, you know, here's your invoice. If you're not giving them that next step, you're not open to receiving. Maybe it doesn't feel safe to receive money. Maybe that's linked to an experience you had in your childhood. So really understanding your money beliefs is really, really important. And at my website at the top, you can click a link to download that hidden money um, uh, hidden money blocks guide, which will take you through some exercises to help discover your money story and how to work through that to start changing that and, and creating transformation there. Yeah. Because as a business owner, we, we have to charge money. We have to ask for the sale because otherwise we just become a charity. <laughs> That's right. And it's interesting you talk about that. We've, we've talked about money a couple of times, haven't we, Joe? over yeah. the last year or so. Um, and uh, specifically when I was uh, listening to Denise Duffield-Thomas' um, um, book, Chillpreneur, and then and then get rich, lucky bitch, and um, and 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 really very amazing transformational things happen when you follow um, that sort of thing. And and I've taken my eye off the ball, and I've noticed it, um, and that's gonna that's gonna change. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's it is really important, and it is so important the things that we do here as kids, or yeah. that we sense when it might not even be specific or explicitly said but it's it's a feeling um and I know I definitely have hang-ups around money because of and I know what it's still tied to so but yeah uh, bravery that oh sorry Susie I was was just going to say I recognize so many of those things that you were saying you know I I grew up 
in, in a house where we were the oldest of four, mm. money wasn't abundant. Mm. And that was constantly the message that, yeah. you know, yeah. money is not abundant. It yeah. doesn't grow on trees. Exactly. You know? um, the other message that was very, very common in my world as a child was that people with money were not Horrible. necessarily bad, but mm. there was there was something... They were just different to us. Yeah. They were they were not quite the same as yeah. us. And, and that, that money brought evil and not that's yeah. a bit strong, yeah. but it's no, that but, kind yeah. of vibe, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Joe. And there's so many different money beliefs from, you know, rich people are evil. Um or um, there's them and there's us, i.e. the people mm. that have money and the people that don't, and, and that yeah. kind of separation. Yeah. Um, I love what you said, Shelley, about Denise Duffield-Thomas. I read Chilpreneur a little while ago and increased my prices, and I want to do her boot camp um, next year. Yeah. But, Joe, going back to what you said, it's so interesting, isn't it, the beliefs that we grew up with? Mm. And when we dig into them, hearing things like money doesn't grow on trees, it's, it's, um, it's like a scarcity mindset, like, there's only so much or look after the pennies and the pounds look after themselves which basically says well you need to save every penny because you might not have enough mm. or um you have to work really hard for money which again suggests you have to work really hard to make money mm. to get by um and like my parents are born in 42 and 43 and then their parents would have been born in i don't know really maybe before 20s, the first world war yeah, yeah i think my Mum's dad was born in 1908, so that was hmm. just before the first uh, yeah, world before war. the first world war. Yeah, but we have generational patterns, and we pass down our beliefs around yeah. money and other things, as you know, in our life to our children, and then they pass it on to their children. And unless we work on those money beliefs, and it's a continuous thing, you don't just go, "I've done it, that's it." You've got to continually work on them because they will start to pop up again. But, um, and that's why I say, like, speak to your parents, speak to your grandparents, and, you know, speak to your family members. What sayings do they have around money? What are their beliefs around money? And, and take some time to journal on it and, and just get curious with that because it's so, so powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really I powerful. Think you, I think your parents are similar sort of age group to, to mine based on the times that you're, you're sort of saying yeah. there, you know, and... Um, I think some of their mindset came from that period post World War II when things were scarce and you did yeah. have to, and that's where some of their money stories came. Even if pre the war they were more abundant, mm. everybody went through this real scarcity. And I think there is a generation, and I think you know that does pass down, but I'm trying to be very conscious and not pass it on all yeah. those types of messages to my boys, you know? Um, yeah, and, and, and it comes back to that consciousness of like, what am I saying? What is the message that I'm spreading? And it's mm -hmm. interesting because I think back to my, my parents and, you know, my mum would like, she'd have a dress that she'd, she'd had for 20 years. She wouldn't be like, oh, I fancy something new. Um, she'd keep things for 20 years. She'd never really bought much in herself for herself. She was much more frugal. But what was interesting was my dad was quite different with money. He was the breadwinner. Um, my mum was, you know, effectively yeah. a housewife. She did the diary for my dad who ran his own plumbing and, um, and heating business. 
And um, yes, yeah, so she was very frugal. What my dad was very much like, he wanted to buy the best of the best. He'd buy the best of the best for my mum. You know, he'd buy the best technology as it came out. Um, you know, and he actually ended up getting into debt when he passed away. I realised there was some debt there with, with the inheritance. So I always find it interesting that one of my parents was quite frugal and like, let's buy stuff from a jumble sale or a school fair when it was, you know, I got to Christmas and I was like, oh, secondhand present. <laughs> and, and then my dad always wanted to get the best of the best. And I was like, it was interesting how those two different perspectives around money have then affected me. I'm definitely more of a spender, like my dad was, than a saver. And being a spender can be good, but it can also have its limitations. Yeah. And the same with saving. Because if you save and save and save and you don't invest in yourself or you don't invest in your business, then you're limiting your growth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like anything, isn't it? It's a balancing act, whatever it is. Um, but but yeah, I think you know, we could talk about this all day. It's such a fascinating subject Um, but no I mean the money mindset is something that is really really important when you're running a business and uh, and sometimes you do you have to invest and take risks in order to to reach the next stage Um, but you also have to be careful that you don't overdo it with the risk part yeah exactly I mean and when we do do overdo it with the risk part which I've done before it's about recognizing that pattern or is there a pattern and looking back over the years which I've done recently I journaled and I was like oh here's a pattern like you see similar things happening Mm. and when there's a pattern and you have the awareness the conscious awareness as a pattern that's when you can start to do something about it yeah Yeah. you can take action yeah so much of the things that we do are habits aren't they and we just do them um another great book that i i listened to because i've been listening on my morning walks um what we've talked about is um his my book's just gone um gone right out my head um james the habit book oh gosh james clear james clear um anyway atomic habits atomic thank you joe thank you yeah we talked about that quite a lot when i read it because i found that fascinating too about how to break down the things that you do and figure out what they are and, and how to change that by incremental steps which is quite fascinating nobody had ever broken it down for me mm. like that so yeah all of these and, so and also the brain likes to you know likes to save time likes to be efficient so if you've got a habit of thinking a similar thing like oh I don't have enough money or I'm never going to get a VA client it will just keep feeding that yeah. to you yeah. on a loop it'll be like oh well we'll just put that on replay I don't need to deal with that again it becomes an unconscious habit yeah, yeah. And then you keep replaying it. And then when we break it down, like you say, and get curious and explore it, we can change that habit and change that thought belief. It's like like using the word should, Susie. You know, I should do this. And there is an awful lot of guilt attached to the word should. And it's one of the words that I have made a conscious effort to remove. And there's no such thing as should yeah. You, you know, I may need to do something, but, you know, at the end of the day, do I should have, yeah. you know, it's, and it's yeah. that driver of guilt that you should have done something. Yeah. Words can have a heavy connotation. And, and I learned a lot about 
reframing language more recently with my coaches that I worked with last year. And you said, as you say, should is a very heavy word. And it's almost a form of self-billion. You should have done better than that. You should be here by mm. now. Or yeah. you need to do this. But if we change should to like, oh, I could be further along. Okay, what can I do differently? Yeah. I need to do this. No, I get to. And I love to reframe to I get to. Oh, yeah. you need to write that blog. No, I get to. Because it comes back to, we have a choice. We get to take this action. We don't need to anything. Yeah. So when we shift from the shoulds and the needs and out of that self-bullion into more of a self-love space of, oh, I could or I get to, yeah. you feel more empowered. And you also notice that shift in your body. So if you say should and then you say could, notice how it feels in your body. Notice yeah. the difference. Yeah. Does it feel heavier? Does it feel lighter? So it's a really nice way to explore the impact of language on, 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 our, on our body. It reminds me of the phrase in my school report, must do better. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it is that, that, that whole should, it's the yeah. should do better. Yeah. Must, it's could. that kind of language, isn't it? Yeah, it could, could do better. I remember um, the red writing, it was in primary school, <laughs> see me. And I <laughs> have an underlying belief that, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. It's kind of one of my core, well, it's one of my core beliefs. Um, and something I'm still working on. And I remember, I can see it now, and I'm like, it's like, see, why, why she said see me, am I, am I in trouble? I mean, my parents are quite strict, so maybe it was partly related yeah. to that. But yeah. again, it's the meaning that we apply to things. So, you know, she may have been wanting to give constructive feedback. She might not want to criticise me. She was there to teach me and educate me, but it's what we make things mean to us. So if a member of your audience is building a virtual assistant business, maybe they've been going for six weeks and they haven't got a client yet. It's like, what are they making that mean to them? Yeah. Are they making it mean that they're a failure, that it's not going to work? No, it, it can often take longer than six weeks. It really depends on so many factors, how much you network, how much you're visible, you know, what you're doing to market and promote your business. So sometimes it's just being in the right place at the yeah, right time yeah. and there's no amount of preparation for that mm. instant you know and there are people who've been in the right place at the right time and it's all happened immediately yeah. and there are others I I know and, and Shelley probably knows them and you probably know them in the community where it's taken three four five months yeah with no apparent reason because they're doing all the right stuff yeah they're talking, they're visible, they're, they're, you know, but they're just not catching that right yeah. wave at that right moment. And yeah. it is about, there is a bit of serendipity hmm. in all yeah. of these things, I think. Yeah, and I think one of the things I find as well, having taken clients through my coaching programs, is that people go at different stages. So one client that comes to mind, she's like, right, I want this. It's like, we want to move away from pain, like not physical pain, but more the emotional, psychological pain of feeling unhappy in that role, not having enough time, you know, with the family, et cetera, not having enough freedom and flexibility to, you know, the pleasure of having that freedom and flexibility, being able to spend more time with the family. Um, so sometimes like we're not in enough pain or discomfort and we're not taking enough action. And I've seen different results with different clients in my program because it really depends on where they're at and what they want to get out of it. Like one client that I work with in Saudi, you know, for her, the program was more about 
her increase in her confidence, her self-belief, ditching the imposter syndrome, and just having that confidence to know that she could move forward. She had all the strategy so she can go forward. Whereas another client will be like, right, you know, I absolutely want to leave my day job. Like now I'm going to do whatever it takes. And she did amazingly well because she was ready for that stage. But clients will be at different stages. So it's about mm-hmm. meeting them as a coach. It's about meeting them where they're at with, you know, and supporting them what they need. They have all the resources within my program, you know, structure, et cetera. But, you know, it's about meeting them where they're at because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's at a different stage. We're yeah. all on a journey. Yeah. It's like you can't compare your start to somebody else's middle or end. Because, and and also we all know this and we've said this many times, haven't we, Joe? that we all put forward a great image on social media. Um, You know, everything's always rosy in the garden. We're all doing well. We're all got loads of clients, loads of training. It's all hunky-dory. But that's the public persona that we put Mm. out. And behind the screen, we might be sitting there biting our nails and 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 saying where's the next meal going to come from Um, and and you you so you you really cannot compare yourself to somebody else because exactly as you said everybody is in a different stage yeah exactly it's like comparing your chapter one to someone's chapter 20 um and I remember I was going through a phase about a year or so ago where I was listening to podcasts and following different people and I was like oh well they're going to be more successful because they've got a business degree and I was comparing myself to someone else but I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I don't know what challenges they have. I mean, you know, one person in particular had, I think, twins, and I don't even have children, so I have a cat. (laughs) Um, And so we all have our own challenges, but often it's like the story that we tell ourselves in our head. It's us, someone else. Like, we all have the ability to actually you know to create our our goals and dreams and to follow that but it has to start with us because if we don't believe we can do it then we won't and my very first mindset lesson was I think probably 16 I was in the hall at school and I remember the headmaster saying if you believe that you're going to do badly in your exams you'll do badly if you believe you're going to do well you'll do well and I was like oh he's got a good point and it was so interesting and it's always stuck with me because it's so true it's like what you focus on you're going to bring that in if you feel like you're gonna not be able to build a successful online VA business then you know, you're going to be focusing on that. It's not going to make you feel good. It's not going to motivate you to take action. Yeah. So you've got to flip the switch. Yeah, I love that, flip the switch. Well, I used to have nightmares as a child. Um, and I used to um, tell myself that it was like watching the television and I would change the channel. Yeah. So flip the switch really resonates with me because I used I to change that. the channel. I love that analogy. Yeah, no, it was, I don't know where that came from, but, I, you know, that was what it was but Susie this has been phenomenal interview yeah. and I'm sure that our listeners are going to have lots of things to think about uh, and start to focus on and I hopefully listeners you're going to start focusing on the positive language uh, and start working on your money beliefs uh, and your money stories and go over to Susie's website the details will be on the web page and download her free money block uh, guide because I'm sure that's going to be incredibly valuable um, so, Susie, thank you very much for coming back on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking You're to welcome. you. You're welcome. Thank you, Shirley, and thank you, Joe, so much for having me. Um, so wishing you both an amazing festive period. And, uh, yeah, let's hope 2022 
brings us a little bit more social activity and a bit more normality let's let's see yeah. what 2022 brings but thank yeah. you so much both of you you're welcome Welcome back, listeners. And it was such a great chat there with Susie Flynn, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, and and it's a topic we've talked about many times, and it's a topic that is so fundamental to your business, even before you think about contracts or GDPR or any of those things. If you don't have the headspace, it doesn't matter whether you've got a contract or a you know, you've got to be in that headspace that I am now a business owner. I'm going to do things a different way to when I was a, an employee. And then there's the headspace on top of it, as we talked about, about um, I'm going to charge the right money for what I'm doing, you know, and I'm in this business to make money. And it is a mindset thing, you know, yeah. as we both said. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a really, really crucial thing to think about um, and it's not just the money side of it I mean we we did talk extensively about money uh, but as Susie was talking about at the beginning that that kind of idea of of, um, of of knowing that you can do it and believing that you can do it I think it was actually Henry Ford that that said the phrase if you believe you can you will and if you believe you can't whichever way you believe you're yeah. right like she said her headmaster said that Um, And it comes from, I'm pretty sure it was Henry Ford, or it might have been Napoleon Hill. I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, quoting Henry Ford. I think that's what it was, because I read that book many, many years ago. Um, But I think it's really important that you have to have that self-belief that you can do it. And, and this idea of comparisonitis, we all compare ourselves all the time, never mind just in business. We do it all the time in our lives, don't we? You know, yeah. she's thinner than I am. She's fatter than I am. She's got better skin than I have. My hair's yeah. the wrong color. All of those things that we do um, all the time. And, and none of us know what's going on for the other person. So I think it's, it, I think that was an important thing to discuss as well. Yeah. And, and, it, and it is, it is important to remember that that person that you're admiring on social media, you're only seeing what they've chosen to put on social media. And you didn't see them when they rolled out of bed with, you know, the hair sticking up and, you know, screaming at their kids over the breakfast table because there's been a fight or all of the domestic things that as yeah. working parents you have experienced that person will have experienced they've just chosen not to put that on their beautifully curated insta feed or whatever it is yeah absolutely Um, and and it is important that we remember that we need to stay in our own lane and we need to focus on what we are good at and what we do and um that does mean that you know there are people better than us at certain things, but equally we are better at certain things than, than other people. And, you know, the, the benefit of sort of working together is that you can become better if you have the right mindset to work with that person who is more skilled in that topic and, and vice versa, because you could all bring something to the party. 
Yeah, absolutely. T- totally. And and the idea of, of we all start from a different place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some per, somebody might have been very, very lucky that they were working in an employed position and two or three of their friends have asked them to help them out in the evenings. And all of a sudden they realize they've got a business. Um, yeah. But that's almost a fluke. It's, it's a thing about, right, as you said in the interview, right time, right place. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody else might have had this wonderful plan. Um, finally get everything ready, hand in their notice and then start. And then the clients just aren't there. So you you cannot compare where you are. And we all, we've talked over the time of the podcast many a time about niching. Mm. Um, and, and what you were just saying made me think of that in that, um, you know, we can't all be good at everything. And one of the big questions that I see in the groups I'm in is what should I, you know, what services are should we be, promoting mm-hmm. um should i be doing this should i be doing that you know am i a jack of all trades and master of none or are there two or three things that i'm really good at and i'm going to outsource the other stuff or collaborate with another va for the other stuff so i think also finding that niche um yeah. is quite important and, and i think that's difficult that's a, mind, that's a mindset yeah. thing again though isn't it because yeah. one of the beauties and I found this going from sort of a a corporate environment to being out on my own is there were things that you do in your PAYE world that you do because you're PAYE and you don't have a choice and then when you come out into being self-employed or running a business however you want to call it you have to get into that mindset right that do you know what? I don't have to do that thing I hated for the last 20 years that I always did as PAYE. And in my own case, do I like Canva? No. Do I do Canva? No. no. <laughs> Absolutely but, not. But there is a mindset thing because for a long time I did Canva, not because as I offered it as a service, but because I felt I had to do that. And I got to the point one day, as we've said before, I don't like Canva. I don't enjoy working in Canva. You know, I made my I made my vision board in it yesterday. And that was quite nice because I was just fannying about and all, and I didn't have to worry about it looking a certain business yeah. way. But would I do that? No, <laughs> no. And it, for somebody else to get to that mindset where they say, do you know, what? I don't like diary management or I don't like Excel, or I don't like. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, totally, totally. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, but I also recognize certainly in the VA world, I can also yeah. recognize that when you first start out in order to get clients, one might feel yeah. that one has to offer everything. Exactly. And, yeah. and you might start offering everything and then gradually you'll whittle down and eventually you'll figure yeah. out which things make your heart sing and which things make you want to crawl under a rock and never come out. Yeah. Like Canva in your case. <laughs> but originally, when I first started by myself, um, I did a lot of things that I don't do now, you know, and now I've whittled it down and I'm very clear on what I love to do and anything I don't like to do, I find someone who can do that or it yeah. just doesn't get done. Yeah. And if, it, if, it, if I don't like it enough to worry about outsourcing it or doing it myself, it really isn't important. Yeah, but I think not- that is the benefit of having 
been around the block a few years yeah it from a business perspective like you Shelley yeah absolutely absolutely it's 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 an evolving process and Mm. we don't all appear in the business world with all the answers on day one it's just not possible it's like learning to ride a bike or but watching a baby learn to walk, been watching um, our toddler grandson in London, Ethan, uh, over the last week. When we got there, he wasn't walking. And by the time we left over that course of that week, he was upright more than he was crawling. Yeah. And, um, and it's just fascinating to watch. But how many times does, do children fall down when they're learning to walk? How many times do you fall off a bike when you're learning to ride a bike? These things don't happen like that. They, they yeah. take practice. Uh, And as I said in the interview, I was looking back at some of my original videos and where the content is fine, I'm now looking at it from a production point of view because I've now got however many years experience producing video um, and producing myself in video. That's a really hard thing, by the way. If you're ever needing to record yourself at the beginning, when you have to watch yourself back, it's cringeworthy. But gradually, I've got to the position where I watch my course videos back and I think, oh, she's quite good. She knows what she's talking about. But it takes a long time to get from point A to point C, for example, to do that. And, And so when you look back on the early things you did, you might think, oh, my God, what was I thinking about? Or why did I do that? But it's all part of the journey. It's all part of that learning to get to how good you are now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that's probably a good place to stop for today's yes. episode. So listeners, thank you ever so much for listening uh, or watching if you're watching this on the website or on YouTube. And all of the contact details for Joe, myself and Susie are on the Web page. Do remember to head over to Susie Flynn's website and download the money, um, the money cheat guide thing, whatever it was she called it. I can't remember, but there you go. My brain It's the end of the day. That's my excuse anyway. And that's the excuse I'll keep making. So uh, listeners, thank you once again for listening. Only a couple more episodes left, I'm afraid, but we have been thoroughly enjoying the podcast and we've got a couple more really cracking episodes coming up in the next um, couple of weeks after Christmas. And uh, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.